Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast, Andy. Thanks, man. It's been a week. It has been a week, you know, yeah. just like it usually is. Yep, it's always basically a week. Um, any, any, any news? Any, uh, anything going on this last week with you? Um, not much going on. I'm just doing yard work and trying to stay sane. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. I did the exact same thing. I dug out uh, tree beds around all of our trees in our backyard. The grass was growing in there, choking off the trees. Mm-hmm. So I dug it all out. My back still hurts. Took forever. Your back still hurts. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe this podcast will help it help it feel a little bit better. It feels better just looking at you over the internet. It's starting to feel better. <laughs> I tend to have that effect on people. <laughs> what is uh, what's our topic topic du jour topic of the day? Let's let's ask our random number generator, our random topic generator, Patrick. Yeah, it's got a new sound. I don't know if you know this. But, uh, Does it sound a little bit different post quarantine? Yeah, it sounds a little bit different. We we hooked it up to a new sound. Let's see if it works. Okay. Okay, you ready to go? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it does sound a little bit different. It's a little bit different. It sounds it sounds kind of like a, a bike bell. <laughs> it sounds a little old timey to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, since we're all slowing down, since we're all in our houses, you know, slowing everything down, we just figured I'll get an antique bell mm-hmm. and attach it to the machine. So what's what's the topic? <laughs> uh, so, Patrick, our topic today comes from Aaron Watson. All right. Aaron wants to Aaron. know... Aaron, A-A-Ron. A-A-Ron. A-A-Ron wants to know, um, best or favorite tools for tracking and analyzing interview information? Ooh. (laughs) 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 Um, best, Best tools for tracking and using, tracking, using... Tracking User and analyzing. Interview. Tracking and analyzing. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's a toughie. Have you used anything? Do you guys currently use anything over at Workfront? You know, we just use kind of like a note. Uh, uh, it kind of depends. It, it depends on how you're conducting the interview, I feel like. Um, so we've been using like, you know, typically we've been using like our, our note-taking tool. So we use Notion at Workfront to track mm-hmm. a lot of our notes. Um, which is really great for having a huge repository of information and sharing that with the team. Um, there's a lot of functionality there. Um, there's been a new app that a lot of um, our designers have been using when they're doing interviews. Um, I haven't used it yet because I'm lazy, um, but it's called it's called Grain.io, I think. Grain? Um, yeah, Grain. Um, let me. Oh, uh, we've sure been I get using the right name. We've been using Wheat. Wheat.io. Wheat.io. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> they're 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 competitors, right? Yeah. They're both they're both based in the Midwest. Yeah. 
Good one, um, Patrick. <laughs> sorry, I apologize. So you're using you're um, using Notion and 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 Grain. Yeah, um, I'm trying to make sure I have the right name. I'm looking that up right now, but I believe it's called Grain. I'll, I'll verify that in a little bit. Um, but it's cool because when it, it's a Zoom integration, so when you're on a Zoom oh, cool. call, you are able to just like you have this little window, and it's recording your video. And you just make a note. And so it syncs with your Zoom call. So it'll make a timestamp with stamp with your note. And then when you're watching back the video, you're actually able to see like exactly when you wrote this note and how it um, correlates with the video of the, you know, the interview there. Oh, that'd be sweet. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I was as part of like the, the like onboarding call and stuff when we were talking about that, but I am very lazy and I haven't used it yet. Um, I think I've seen some, some good things come out of it yet or so far with our team, but that's, that's one tool that I think is a pretty interesting thing that, um, you should check out Patrick. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds amazing. There was one a long time ago that I can't remember the name of that I used that did some, did similar stuff. So it, all the notes were like one liner notes, you create a project and then it would just put all those notes in there. And then when you go back you could tag things like in your notes, mm-hmm. you could write a note. Like if there was some, you know, sediment or something like that in there that you wanted to capture, you could type it in and be like angry. And then you could go back and it generate a report and you could add the tags that you wanted to have in your user research as you were taking notes. Okay. Um, I think it was called user research field notes or something or research field mm-hmm. notes. It's gone now. It was only in a, like a beta thing for a while. I always like that because then when I generated my report to share with somebody else, I just put the tags in and it would just create, it would put all the quotes and everything in there for me from all the different people. Nice. Um, I know you can do, I know people have done similar stuff with Airtable. I think people have had some success with Airtable and using their integration. I just know it was when I started looking at it, it was kind of difficult. It was kind of a heavy lift to set up because it's, it's basically like a, integrated spreadsheet right so you can put things in there and you can tie it to like anybody's notes so if they're using Evernote or if they're using uh, Google Sheets you know whatever they're using to take their notes in it would pull that information in or scan it or whatever mm-hmm. and then pull it in and then kind of put it on one you could put it on like one board so it would pull everything in and then you could filter it by like um, you know you could, you could filter it by like feature or something like that so I know people have haven't have been having some success with Airtable. We tried um, Product Board for a few months. Um, yeah, <clears throat> which is a really nice app. Uh, it's really well designed. I really like it. Um, we use it for a while. The problem we had is they have you put in all your notes. Basically, you take notes inside of Product Board. Put in your put in the customer you're meeting with. Put in the topics you talked about. All that stuff, and then just put your notes in there. And then you can go in and tag those notes and then it will like, it'll like put it on your roadmap. It'll like, so if you have like a topic or a a feature you're investigating, it'll pull all those notes in from everyone. Um, (laughs) That was, that was pretty good. One thing we did with that one that I think was overkill was we tried to put all of our research in there. So we tried to put in everything from um, like customer support and all that stuff in there and it all fed through the same thing. And then it was hard to it was hard to triage all that information coming in, and get it to the right place. So it was a little hard, a little harder to analyze, but it was a great way to capture your notes. Um, it yeah. was fantastic at capturing your notes. 
I've tried Notion. I just, I've tried Notion in the past and that seemed to work pretty good. But again, I think it had the same problem as far as like analyzing the feedback. Does yeah, it- the analyzing is hard. I think like, cause when you're doing research, you kind of come out with so much information, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you kind of have to have your own way of analyzing that data. But what's really important is like how you're sharing it. Um, I don't personally know of a lot of tools that are great for like analyzing and like taking all this information and making a decision out of it. Um, but I think like you kind of have to find your way of doing that and find a really good way to to really simplify that data and share it out with everybody else. Yeah. And that's yeah, that's how we've used Notion is like we'll have like you're you're researching this thing. And then inside of that thing, you'll have a bunch of like just so much data, like so many notes from all your different calls, all these links to the Zoom recordings that you've done. Um, but what we've done is like at the very top of our, our our item, like our research item, we have like a too long, didn't read section that just mm-hmm. summarizes all of it. Um, so in our big list, we'll have like a checkbox that said, is this research complete or not? And if it's complete, they can click into it and then just see the very top, like here's what that all of this led to here's the the final decision or the final data that we got out of it yeah that would be good there's another one that comes to mind andy um called artifact.io um do you know what i'm talking about never heard of it you've never heard of it <sighs> never heard of it andy andy you know the guy you know the man do you remember <laughs> Do you remember old Nate Sanders? Oh, this is Nate's product. Yeah, okay. this is Nate's product. That's right. Artifact. I have heard of this. Now, what they're what they're trying to do, um, it's pretty cool. They're like, it's more than just notes and research, but it's it's trying to take all of that qualitative data and make it meaningful. So, like, they're mm-hmm. trying to do the anal- the analyzing side, something better for the analysis side of all the information. It goes beyond just user research. It goes into your product and and all kinds of other stuff too. But um, it's pretty cool. We, we started playing around with it a little bit at Canopy, I know, um, right before we all had to stay at home. So I don't know how it's really going right now, but um, I've heard really good things. They also have, quick plug, they also have Craft Notes podcast. I believe mm-hmm. it's a podcast still, right? It definitely um, was like a, a meetup before. Yeah, it was a, more of a meetup. Let's see. Craft Notes. Yeah, so they just had Mike Baird on. Talking about mapping the customer journey. That was an Eventbrite thing. Um, yeah, that's I definitely worth checking out. That's definitely worth checking out. Is the uh, Artifact.io? That's it's it kind of borders like where like design and research, and then borders into more of like product analysis too, like being able to make better decisions from a product standpoint from a business mm-hmm. standpoint, because it's, you're, you're pulling in all of that data to analyze it, pull out, uh, pull out, you know, key things, key factors people are talking about, um, in all of the conversations everybody's having. So that would definitely go more on the side of analysis than capturing the notes, but capturing the research. That's cool. So it like kind of surfaces that data for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gives you these nice, like pretty graphs, right? Like, they can pull like you know key phrases up or emotions up where people angry, um, you know that kind of stuff where people are irritated with stuff. So 
It's nice. pretty cool stuff. So that would be more on the analysis side. I don't know that many tools out there that do that much as far as analysis, like from research and testing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, on the testing side, I really like Maze. Uh, maze.design on the testing side um, because you don't have to watch videos, you know. We've, we've used it before. Um, but I hate watching user testing videos because you have to go through and watch them all. And yeah. it just takes it's just such a time suck. So I like maze.io because like we're doing we're doing the new nav redesign. And <clears throat> I probably sent out using maze, we did three or four iterations of our prototype um, through maze and tested probably about eight hundred different users through the maze this last couple months and really got to know where our where the pain points were because it spits out it spits out the data where people are dropping and they're bouncing and all that kind of stuff, and then it pulls that out and then tells you which task is is not as successful as the other task, so you can focus on iterating on the, the right spots. So you don't have to go through and waste a bunch of time trying to analyze everything. It does a really good job of analysis, but it's mostly from a user testing side. I wish there yeah. was a way to do it from a, from a user research kind of interview survey data side too, but... Mm-hmm. And I've, I've used it for some, some survey sort of stuff too. I, I also love maze. It's really great. It, like l- really easily, like letting you create a test, send it out and then get like data that's analyzed for you. You get like a usability score, you get, you know, heat maps and all that stuff on how your, your prototype or your survey questions did. So I actually really like that tool a lot and I'm, I'm still using it today. Um, mm-hmm. so I would recommend that, but yeah, it's, it's true. Like when you're, when you're wanting to do a survey, you actually have to have like some sort of usability design in there. It's a requirement yeah. right now in Maze, so you can't just send a straight survey. Um, so it's not exactly great for just just doing surveys. Um, but other than that, like it's it's a wonderful tool. But it can enhance. Like the one thing we did on this the the new nav, the new UI testing is I added I added all the single ease questions and then added a sus at the end of the tasks you know so i could get some Mm -hmm. qualitative data on top of the or some quantitative data on top of it um so we could see and kind of compare because we did have a couple of tasks where it's like people people were definitely struggling in certain areas of the application at least finding things right for the new redesign but then they they perceived it to be easy after they took the survey so it's one of those things where you can make you can analyze it a little easier and, and and pull those things out a lot faster and be like okay we need to maybe add, maybe maybe remove some friction from this. It seemed like they all completed it and it was easy, but they were taking a lot longer than they should have. But it was nice to have that, like those survey questions in that task, uh, task the usability test as well. So, mm-hmm. and the data they give back to you is 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 pretty amazing. Um, oh yeah, hands down one of the best. Hands down probably the best user testing tool. Um, and then they do all that remote stuff too, so you can just send it out. Um, I'm trying to think. You, the user research we currently right now, all of our user research is just kind of done in you know the the G Suite, pretty much just recorded individually. Um, I don't think we we're not really using any tools right now to collect that stuff or really analyze it. We kind of analyze it as we go, which is kind of part of the battle. I think is. We want a simple way to analyze it, but at the same time, like if it's too, 
if it's too simple, then it's just surface and you can't get into it. It's like the NPS score, mm-hmm. right? Like the, like the whole thing with the NPS is like the NPS gives you a score, but it doesn't give you any of the why, right? It doesn't give you any of what we can actually do to improve it. It just gives you a score. So you want to ask that. You want to ask those open-ended questions at the end of an NPS survey and then go through all of those you know, you want to go through your detractors and see why they're detracting, you know, why yeah. they're, I don't know if that's a word detracting, but like you want to see why they're doing it and you want to go through and see, you know, those middle ground people, why they're scoring you a seven and not a nine, right? You want to know that reason. So it just at the end of the day, I think analysis, you're just going to have to, even, even with a tool like Artifact, like it's still going to require you to go through that data and see what people are actually saying and what they're talking about. Um, but like Maze, like Maze, and I think like what Artifact is trying to do is get you, is, is filter out that other stuff. Like Maze is great because if a task does well, it just tells you it does well and you don't even need to worry about it. You know, you're yeah. just like, I don't even need to worry about it. You worry about the red stuff. You worry about the stuff that's that that's in pain, right? And then you go focus on that instead of watching a bunch of user testing videos and trying to figure out what's going on. Um, <clears throat> And I think same with like tools like Artifact or even like what you're talking about with Grain is like the analysis tools um, are only going to get you so far. At the end of it, you're still going to have to go through and digest it. Yeah. Yeah, you'll still definitely have to do that. And it's good, I think, like to like think as a design team, if you're, if you're on a design team, to think of a system that allows you to, you know, share that data you know, a, a place for, for anybody to access that data, I think is the first and foremost thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times in my career, like I've just had it like in my own note app that nobody can access, you know, it's like, <laughs> and yeah. then they can come up and ask me. But other than that, if I get hit by a bus, no one's going to know. Yeah. So I think it's like, it's really good to have it in a repository where anybody can know where it is and access it or access it and be able to go through it if they wanted to. Um, I think that's definitely a good like uh, like baseline to have <laughs> in terms of data yeah. analysis, like at least some sort of system to have that. And I think like from there on, it's it definitely gets more advanced in terms of analysis because there's the analysis on the the, the smaller level of like you as a designer. Here's the part of the product you were over, mm-hmm. um, and you can analyze like the small projects you're doing and you're over that. But also like there's a bigger level like what's the entire um, sentiment of the product, right? Like, what is the analysis like there? So that's definitely like a lot more difficult to do. And I know what we do is we have, we're starting a new thing where we have like a, a UX scorecard with our team and we're all going through the workflows of our app. So we're all, as, as a design team, we're taking a portion that's a workflow essentially. Hmm. And we're, we are rating that um, that usability, we're giving it a UX score, and then we're going to go over that with our users to see how that score might match up, and then see what we can do to actually change that. So that's kind of a way we're getting an overall analysis of how our application is doing based on workflows, not just like overall sentiment, like what's how do you feel about it, right? It's more like yeah. specific to jobs that our users need our application to solve for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's also a tool we've been using as well, which is more of a, you know, not like a soft piece of software. It's more like a here's a way of doing it. It's a process. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that. Are you are you having them? Are you having your users score the workflows on the same criteria as you guys are scoring the workflows on? 
Um, yeah, that's the understanding. Um, and this is just a very new initiative, but yeah, that's, that's <laughs> how I imagine um, we're going to be doing it. So we're going to be doing that first and then we're going to be um, doing research with our users along the same lines, that's cool. um, basically mapping their journey and seeing where it needs to be improved. Yeah. That's cool. It's a lot like top task analysis too, right? Where you can go mm -hmm. in and have them, have them rank what's the most valuable, what do they use the most frequent, what's most important to them and then kind of compare, right, with what we actually do in the app. Yeah. So it's definitely like a manual process, but it's it's a it's a process. It's it's a way to do it, I guess. And that way we can like at least dive deep enough to understand what those true jobs are, what those workflows are and how they are working and how they're not right now, which I think is like kind of the main the main point of UX. Well, it feels like a really good way to analyze your product because it's hard from, we stare at it all the time, right? We stare at our products all the time. So we know all of the scars. We know all of the ba the pain points, all of the ugliness. So it's like we're, we kind of look at it from that perspective. So when we score something, right, like we always think our user experience is the worst. But then sending that same kind of scorecard like you're talking about to the users to get their perspective is going to be, I would say, be a really good way of analyzing your product and getting to know like, oh, what are they – what do they actually like? What's actually in their way? Um, how do they feel about it? All that stuff. It sounds mm. it sounds awesome. I want to do that now. I invite you to Patrick. <laughs> sounds like a lot of work though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you using yeah, like yeah. a spectrum? Now I got to dive into this more. Are you using like a <laughs> like a spectrum, like a like a BERT type analysis, like an emotional response analysis, or are you doing like um, more like a like a sus, like usability, like, is it functional? Does it, does it, does it make sense? Is it integrated? Does it, is it easy to learn that kind of stuff? No, I think it's like, it's, it's a little more straightforward than that. It's like, here's this workflow. Um, and you as a designer take this workflow of like completing a task is one of one example. And so like they'll, I'll go and I'll mark all of the tasks that I need to do to come, you know, to the job is to complete a task. Don't okay. get confused by that. And then like, <laughs> I have to go and mark like, what it, what are the, the journey points, right? Of that um, experience. And then inside of that experience, I'm each one of those journey points is marked as like, um, I think it's like poor, okay. And great or something like that. That's kind okay. of how we're doing it. Cool. Just on a perceived, like just a perceived kind of feel. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll take that and then compare it to actual, actually what users are saying. And then you're going to build like a cool journey map thing. You can hang on your wall in the office when you get back to the office, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it'll be like up and down. It'll be green and yellow or whatever, whatever work front colors are orange and white and black. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they are. And then you'd be like, Oh, see where the hump goes down. That's where we need to improve. And then the product people are like, we don't have time for that. Yeah. It's too expensive and, to work on that. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're going to take that and then we're going to actually design the workflow that will work best based on what users are telling us, right? Yeah. Based on those jobs. And then we'll just, we'll just go build that. Yeah. I so hopefully, hopefully out of this, we won't just get a, a cool artifact that's just like... <laughs> Um, a roller coaster journey map on the wall, but it's actually <laughs> some some better workflows, it's actually, some it's actual actually good usable, experiences. Yeah, usable and practical information. Yeah. Um. Yeah, journey maps. Journey maps are not a great. I mean, 
Do we want to talk about this? Journey maps are fun, but they're not a real great way to really analyze analyze your product, are they? Why not, Patrick? Do they really tell you? Every time I've looked at a journey map, somebody's put in so much work into a journey <laughs> map. And then and then the end of it, you're like, you're just assuming these people don't like this. Or you're just like, you know what I mean? It's like it's hard to it's hard to digest and be like, okay. When I go when I go design this form though, how does that actually how does looking at a journey map actually apply to me making this form? Like designing this form? Like I feel like there's a there's a disconnect, like a practical disconnect between between a journey map as a tool, like understanding a user, I think it kind of I think it works that way. But then there's mm-hmm. still the disconnect of like you still have to analyze the crap out of it to figure out like how does this actually apply to the design you're doing. Versus, like, what you guys are talking about is way more practical. Do you really have to analyze the crap out of it? Like, so let's say, like, a journey map makes more sense when you're doing a workflow, right? Not not just, like, one's very small. Like, here's a button. You don't do journey map for, like, a button or a very small interaction. It's more yeah, like yeah. a workflow. But can't you very easily see with a journey map, like, where this current workflow is failing? Yeah, I think I think you can if you're using if you're if you're doing what you guys are doing and getting data right from your users directly. Oh, okay. So you're um, talking about like from a like when somebody's like guessing what the journey is like. Yeah, like when you go out and do user research and you're like you're like talking to people and you're kind of you're kind of like figuring out where where they would think they're having a problem or that kind of stuff. And then you throw that journey map together. That's mostly what journey maps I've ever seen or worked with. I think I think it's also it's also I think journey maps are also too more focused on um, how people feel emotionally. You know what I mean? Sure. Like the ups and downs are more like they're happy to do this. Well, like people generally aren't that happy to be using all kinds of products, but they use them every day, <laughs> right? <laughs> like. Like we're using we're using Google we're using like Google Meet right now right and it's not I mean it's it works and it's great I've never been like enthusiastic about using it you know what I mean mm-hmm. nor would nor am I enthusiastic about using Zoom or anything that I use you know I don't I don't wake up in the morning like man I'm so excited to use Sketch today like that's not a product role um, oh I agree so, like I. I, I Maybe that's the wrong way to go about it, though. Like, if if you're just trying to find out if somebody's happy or delighted, I don't know if you're going to get much. Because like, there's plenty of plenty of products that are delightful, but you don't use them because they're not functional. Yeah. Um, so, what if you did the same thing, but you really are, are measuring value or functionality? Like, well, what, if you say like, go ahead. Oh, I was just say that's what you've always been focused on is the value, like. Yeah. Is this generating value for me, right? And I feel like, I feel like that's the way you should. That's the way you should analyze. Like, a, if you're going to use a journey map to illustrate to a stakeholder where the value is um, in the application or where the value is lost in the application, um, then I can I can see like I can kind of see doing that, right? Yeah. Like using a journey map, but for the most part, I just you know rip it on journey maps that I've seen in the past because they're all kind of more there to sell stakeholders on what needs to be done rather than an actual analysis of what is currently happening, you know? Mm-hmm. But if you're focused on the value and you're focused on where, because like 
at the end of the day, you're going to design an experience. You're going to design a workflow. You're going to say they're going to go, they're going to fill out this form. They're going to submit this form. They're going to do this. Then they're going to upload a photo and they're going to do all these kinds of things. If you focus on those, those milestone issues and not how they feel necessarily, but that journey, like you're talking about how they go through that journey, where those pain points are, and then focus on those pain points and focus on where you're, where you're losing value as a product, as an experience then I can totally yeah. see why you would do it. Um, but you don't need to hang it up on your wall. <laughs> right, Andy? <laughs> no, you need to. I think it's so funny. Like, as it's so, as part of like UX designers, we feel like we have to hang so many things on the wall. <laughs> like it, like it's sticky notes or it's you know, journey maps like this. Like, like we did it. Let's put it up so everybody can yeah. see it. So somebody can know that we do something with our job. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I have. I have been kind of converted to using like, you know, for narratives instead of using like sticky notes, you know, or that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, I have been converted to using stuff like story, like stories on board, or like Miro. I think is what it's called to like okay. capture that information to share it with everyone. Because you brought up the point of sharing it, right? Yeah. Like it's fun. It's fun to do journey maps. It's fun to do narratives. It's fun to work with post and notes. <laughs> it's fun to do those things. But at the end of the day, you have to share that information out. Yeah. And having those tools, like you were talking about, having the tools and stuff that that makes it visible for everyone and you're not doing it just for yourself is, I think, a huge part of the capturing and analyzing your user research. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also with those tools, you can you can make modifications later. Like with, mm-hmm. with sticky notes... It's up on your wall. As long as nobody takes it down, then you can you can move those sticky notes around and all that stuff. But yeah, what I've even done in the past is I've just gotten out a sketch file. You know, mm-hmm. I just like open up Sketch and I'll just create a narrative in Sketch where I just have a bunch of little rectangles, which I'm really good at drawing because I'm a UX designer. <laughs> and I'll just put words in those rectangles. You're really good at drawing. You're around. really good at copying and pasting. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I've even done those like with um, stories on board is awesome. Um, I've I've worked and we we had a, an episode on this podcast, Patrick, if you remember, where we talked about stories on board with yep. with Eric. Um, and I've done those with him when I worked with him when he, I worked with him as a PM when he was my PM. Um, we just got together as a team and we, you know, created a narrative through stories on board in front of everybody. And we just typed it out as we were talking mm-hmm. through it. I've done that same thing with sketch too. We just like, um, open that up and draw my beautiful rectangles, um, and write them up and I can go in there and I can, I can share that and I could edit that anytime too, as I need to. Mm-hmm. And then everybody knows where it's at too. Yeah. That's why I like, like notions really nice for like the capturing of the research, I think, because Everybody knows where to go. It's easy to organize things. You can organize mm-hmm. it in the way you want to organize it too. You don't have to learn a new system. Um, but I think the sharing thing is critical. Sharing is going to be very critical to capturing and analyzing. You can't analyze it as a team if you can't access it right as a team. So yeah. if everybody's using their own Evernote accounts because they like Evernote, or if like you're using, like I'm just using Apple Notes and somebody else is using Evernote, somebody's using this other thing, like you're never going to be able to analyze it. I think that would be the first, the first step to any analysis is going to be, is going to be finding a tool that everybody can agree on that they can share with. Um, and that everybody has access to, including development, product management, design, stakeholders, 
I think everybody, I think too, that's one thing in the last five, six years that I think design tools have shifted over, right? We still have these design tools that we downloaded on our machine, right? And we used, and all my Illustrator files were on my machine. Yeah. Um, and nobody could access them. And then I go on vacation and then nobody can access them. And um, so I think, I think our design tools, the popularity of our design tools is based on that sharing thing too, because, you know, Figma and Sketch and Abstract and all that stuff are moving more toward adding sharing capabilities and collaboration capabilities. Um, if the tools, if your research tools don't do that, then none of them are going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's a, a great point. A big part of our job is sharing information. Like that's yeah. a really important part. Like we have to gather that information and we have to make decisions on that information. Um, but yeah, if we're not sharing the results of that, like then we're not really doing our part at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if we are able to use tools that allow us to do that easier, then the better off we will be. Yeah. So just some of the tools we listed in here, there's a, we talked about Notion, we talked about Grain, it's still Grain.io, yeah. right? It's Grain.co actually, and I think it's in Ooh, beta, so grain. I don't know how, I don't know how accessible it is right, it is right now, but um, it's pretty cool. So check it out if you can. Yeah, Grain.co, we talked about uh, Artifact.io for, an, for analysis, uh, talked about Airtable. I know there's a bunch of templates, user research templates in Airtable too like um, that people have already built that they've shared. Um, we talked about product board, talked about stories on board. Um, Did you say Maze? Maze, Maze, yep. Maze is fantastic. What else is we? That's about all we talked about, right? At least from tools. I think so. Those are all tools that help you capture and analyze. I mean, most of them are on the, on the capturing the information side, but yeah. I hope that helps. I hope that helps A.A. Ron. <laughs> Mr. A.A. Ron Watson. Yeah. I hope he's doing good, too, wherever he is out there in the world. Sometimes I want these out. people to, like, call in, you know, like a radio show. <laughs> I want them to, like, call in and be like, my topic today is, what if we did that? <laughs> Andy, Andy, program notes. <laughs> What if we what if we had some way for people to send it send us their like uh, voicemails or something about topics? We could if if our users if our listeners if our listeners would be down for that. I think that'd be pretty interesting. Like rec- just record us just record us a voice note and yeah. send it to us. Just record us a voice note and send it to us um, at topics at designmuch.org. Yeah, that'd be great. Then we could then we could put your voices on the air. That'd be sweet. We could we could butcher your names, all that stuff. It'd be fun. Yeah, I'm down for that. Let's we'll do open it, Patrick. That up. All right, we need to hear more people's voices, especially in this climate, right? In this uh, yeah, in this day and age we're living in, where we all got to be isolated. It's nice to hear people's voices from time to time. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's good to hear your voice, Patrick. Yeah. I don't like my voice, but I'm glad you like it. Oh, that means the podcast is over, Andy. <laughs> Looks like we're out of time. <laughs> well, you can't argue with the bell. <laughs> 
you want to know the best way to support the podcast, and I know you do because you made it to the end of this episode, that is share it. Share it with a coworker, share it with a family member, share it with a friend, share it with whoever you want to, share it with a construction worker, share it with somebody, it doesn't matter, just share it. Um, a couple more ways to support the podcast though, go buy a t-shirt over at designmunch.threadless.com and then wear it with pride. And then lastly, to support the podcast, we need your topics. Use hashtag designmuchtopics on social media or shoot us an email at topics at designmuch.org or just go to designmuch.org contact and fill out the form. 